Hello, I'm Persia, and this is Eleven Again. Eleven Again is a show about the things that we were obsessed with as kids. The things that we could not stop reading or watching or listening to or thinking about or talking about, whatever it is. So how the show works is, I get a friend to tell me what that obsession was, and we talk about it a little bit, what they remember about it, and then we both go back and re-experience it, and then we talk about it again. Today I'm talking to my friend Zachary. He was um, almost unwilling to tell me, but he did pick Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, the animated movie from 2002, to talk about. Podcasts. Podcasts are the thing cool people do. Just kidding, that's a lie. If you weren't a podcast producer, what do you think you would do? Uh, I don't know. Now that I feel like, now that we're recording, I feel like there's pressure to <laughs> how mm-hmm. I answer. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I went to school for film, so probably making making movies like Adam Sandler's <laughs> Crazy Nights. <laughs> Zachary, t- tell me honestly now, because you've refused for many years. How old are you? Um. 17. <laughs> you haven't gotten older since I've hired you. No. Um, actually, yeah, since, I, since I've grown a beard and since you've left, it's become increasingly difficult to claim that I'm new or 17 <laughs> or I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just an Wonderkind. intern. Yeah. No, I am, I am 24 years old. 24. I was just thinking uh, Eight Crazy Nights came out in 2002, which I was eight. I guess, so you would have been six. Did you yes. see the movie when it came out? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I probably didn't see it until I was... 11 is probably the age really? that I saw it. Yeah. And that is because 11 is the age <laughs> where I started to really be like, my brother is so cool and I want to be just like him. <laughs> And so, like, that's, like, when I started watching, like, you know, quote-unquote inappropriate things for my age or, like, was watching, like, PG-13 movies like Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> and he had a DVD and he thought it was, like, the funniest shit in the world. And so, of course, I was, like, this is the funniest shit in the world. And I, I didn't, I don't think I, like, understood half of it. But, yeah, that was the age. Now that you say that, what age group is the movie for (laughs) that's a very good question and i answer your question with a question yeah what a slightly rephrased question what group is the movie for (laughs) because it's not really for many people (laughs) um (laughs) it's not a very pleasant movie i i don't know i get i guess it's for impressionable 11 year old jewish kids i don't know (laughs) But it, yeah, I guess that's a good point. But also, like, was there a Hanukkah movie before Eight Crazy Nights? To my knowledge, there are no... And this is another reason why it cast an unusually large shadow over my life. Is that, to my knowledge, it is the only true, like, theatrical Hanukkah film. Really? I mean, I could be wrong, but I think of, like, there's Rugrats Hanukkah. That's true. That's true. There's... I had like a 30-minute a VHS tape called Hanukkah at Bubby's <laughs> okay. that had puppets. I think The Simpsons' uh, David Silverman worked on it. But as far as, yeah, pop culture Hanukkah ephemera goes, that's like about it. And this is like the only true movie I can think of, at least um, up until when it was made, I, I think. I mean. Yeah. The only true Passover movie that comes to mind is Uncut Gems or Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Which an important point is that Adam Sandler, as a friend of mine put it, just has he can hit the good acting button whenever he wants to. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he just refuses. Right. He just chooses not to on most occasions. <laughs> yeah. What a strange, strange dude. And, and some... One who I think haunted our collective early 2000s childhoods. Well, I wanted to ask you, yeah, like how much of a role did Adam Sandler play in your childhood? I'm I'm curious. (laughs) What did Adam Sandler mean to me? (laughs) Yes. I think I knew him strangely. Happy Gilmore, The Water Mm -hmm. Boy, which we had a DVD of, and 
No, there's another movie I'm thinking of with like where she's like, it's not a kid's movie. <laughs> Spanglish, Spanglish. Did you ever see Spanglish? No, but but like. It's about Adam Sandler maybe falling in love with his like Mexican housekeeper. And it's not for kids. And it's like a rom-com drum. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so um, I would say those were the main Adam Sandler influences in my life. Yeah. Well, because I, I had a friend who recently described him to me. I was trying to relate the importance that Adam Sandler played, or, the, or at least the prevalence that Adam Sandler played in my childhood. And they were like, oh, so Adam Sandler is the Jewish Tyler Perry. And I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's so funny. I was just thinking about that because when you were asked, like, who is Eight Crazy Nights for? I was like, is it for Jews? Because, like, it's not like we're learning anything, but is it just, like, a movie for us? And then I was thinking about Uncut Gems 2, and I was like, oh, my God, is Adam Sandler, is he, like, being the change he wants to see in the world? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even think of Uncut Gems as a Passover movie, and I really love that you've put in that context <laughs> in my head. Um, because now I forever will. Yeah. But there is a review that I, Roger Ebert did a review of Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights mm-hmm. when it first came out that I love, where he's just so confused by it. He's like so perplexed, and he he basically he's like, he goes, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, this isn't gonna make people like Jews. <laughs> like, he's like. And not that, like, any group, he, he, like, even acknowledges, he's like, not that any group should, you know, have to only make movies about themselves that present themselves in a positive light. Yeah. But he's like, but I'm just saying, like, if you showed, if this was the only movie that, like, someone in a town that has no Jews sees, and, like, this is what they think <laughs> of Jewish people, like, they're going to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's like... The other kind of quintessential jewish movie i think of for whatever reason is keeping up the steins which i am embarrassed to say i have not never seen like i've never like sat down and watched it i think i've seen a couple clips on tv and people talk about it and i just kind of i remember it i haven't seen it since i was a kid i remember it fairly well in like a way that i was like oh ha ha Having a bar mitzvah is funny (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like you're 11 again could like, be keeping up with the signs. I didn't watch it. I maybe watched it a couple of times. Oh, right. True. Yeah, no, I watched Eight Crazy Nights many, many crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, like you were saying, the role that Adam Sandler played in your childhood, is that mostly because of Eight Crazy Nights? Because it's animated. So in some ways, you're a little bit detached from Adam Sandler. Well, are you? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I would hardly describe this movie as detached from Adam Sandler, uh, who plays a cartoon version of Adam Sandler, as well as two other, at least two other characters in the movie, Whitey and his sister, Eleanor, I think. Yeah. And so, no, I don't think it's very, I don't think it's very far-fetched to say that I associate this movie with the real person, Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is probably the one that I like saw the most of his. But yeah, I don't know. There was something like along with that. Like, I think, yeah, my brother probably also really liked Happy Gilmore and all that stuff. And so I just thought he was the best. How much older than you is your brother? Uh, Like five years. Oh, that's pretty sizable. Yeah. So a 16-year-old really liked Eight Crazy Nights. Isn't that so embarrassing for him? <laughs> like... <laughs> I can claim innocence, you know. I'm I, I'm so embarrassed now after the fact that I ever liked this movie and I would like to disown it completely, but at least I was I was eleven. Yeah, he was he was sixteen. He should have had some taste. I realized that I, I talked about it a lot because I'm annoying around my girlfriend. And when we first started dating and I talked about it a lot, she was Wait, kinda... you talked to your girlfriend a lot about Eight Crazy Nights? About Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, yes. Mm. In what context were you bringing it up? I don't know. I'm annoying, and I find reasons to bring up these these things. This goes deeper than I thought. Okay, yeah, go on. Well, because I, I just remember she was very like, she was like, okay, okay, so, you know, can we watch it? Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, why not? And I said, because you'll break up with me. <laughs> and, 
So I didn't let her watch it. I said, no, we're not, we cannot watch this movie. (laughs) But I will continue to talk about it. But I will continue to talk about it. And then finally, I guess it was like last holiday season. I was also (laughs) talking about it with my friends because as I've discovered, I do talk about Adam Sandler's (laughs) Crazy Nights in an inordinate amount. And we decided we were going to watch it. And I told my girlfriend, okay, like now or never, if you want to watch it, let's do it. And she did. And we did it all together. And she almost broke up with me five years later, <laughs> but she didn't. And really, I, I think this is, she, a, this is a romantic success story. Yeah. I, you grew up, though, in a pretty Jewish area, right? Yes. In Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> I, I just think like in any situation growing up in like minority versus majority situations, I assume is very different. Like I went to Hebrew school and synagogue. So I knew a community of Jewish people, but all the schools I went to, like the normal schools I went to were mostly not Jewish, like overwhelmingly. And I'm, I guess I'm just interested in like what a movie means to you as a kid a Jewish kid who's like doesn't feel like being Jewish is that different versus the people you're around. Well, it means you get to be the funniest kid in the class because <laughs> everybody gets the movie. So when I come in and I quote it, they're like, "Oh, oh, oh he's so funny!" And like, <laughs> we also all saw this movie, right? Exactly. They all know what I'm talking about when I shout, "Smell you later, poopsicle!" <laughs> but. <laughs> I think that's why it's interesting to me because I never thought about it that much. Like, not that I didn't have moments, you know, as a kid where I was the outsider. But yeah, definitely like I was like, yeah, other people I know have seen Eight Crazy Nights. So then as an adult, ironically, even though I live in New York, you know, and everyone's like, oh, somebody's Jews in New York, oh, whatever. You know, like I, I really don't have a lot of Jewish friends here, especially compared to growing up. That's when like when I remember this movie, <laughs> I go, oh. Yeah, I guess that is kind of weird and a little different. And and I find myself having to explain it to my girlfriend or my non-Jewish friends. I mean, you were young to see the movie, but did you know a lot of people when you were a kid? Thank you. I was very cool. Yeah, you, were adv- you were advanced when you saw it as a child, but were other people in your class so advanced and so precocious? <laughs> um, I think like some had seen it and some had it. I think most weren't allowed to have seen yeah. it. But like at some point, like, you know, they'd come over and I'd show it to them. Be like, yeah, you gotta see the scene with the reindeer poop. I mean, you, you gotta. It's just. <laughs> was your brother also watching it a lot? Or were had you just like taken the movie and ran with it? <laughs> I, I feel like he did. Yeah. But you guys weren't watching it together. Probably the first time. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think he didn't really like me at that age. So, <laughs> you know, which is probably why I was trying to. <laughs> to form a connection. Prove. Yeah. To reach out, I to know, relate. Really sad. But you weren't like forced into the rewatch. You were initiating the rewatch. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like, let's take out my portable DVD player and <laughs> let's let's fire it up. Put on eight crazy, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it's it's got such catchy songs. And so I was always like singing it, you know, I mean, it was it was a good it was a good uh, like intersection of my interests because I was also definitely like theater kid and I was like gonna sing <laughs> at a technical foul from this movie. <laughs> I it is I guess partially connected to the the Hanukkah song. Yeah. So well, so the the title references the Hanukkah song because there's a the part a part in the song where he says something along the lines of we don't just get one night of presents we get eight crazy nights whatever yeah and at, at, actually in the i think in the credits of the movie they play they play the hanukkah song the hanukkah song yeah i think i had a bigger attachment to the hanukkah song than this movie i mean that makes more sense <laughs> because you think but what tell me why it makes more sense i feel i feel like it's well <laughs> i feel like it's it's better known mm-hmm I don't know if I'm going to, like, I don't feel equipped to comment on the um, profundity of the Hanukkah song, but I feel like it was at least maybe a little more clever and, like, served a purpose of, like, 
yeah, giving Jewish kids a song, whatever. This this one is a lot more gratuitous. Like, <laughs> I guess you're right. The Hanukkah song is literally like, I'm going to name other people that are Jewish. I know that you are Jewish, and I'm going to name even more people that are Jewish. <laughs> right, exactly. My strongest memory is of it being like one of the first songs on my iPod. Mine was Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne because my brother had it. <laughs> Oh, and um, uh, Good Charlotte album, the one with... Uh, oh, yeah. Lifestyle of the Rich and the Famous. Rich and famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> my brother had it. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I mean, I have a lot of older brothers. And I have to say a lot of my life, specifically music taste, has been not even inspired, but hand-me-down. Hand-me-downed. Really? Uh, directly from them. You're very cool. So is it true that... <laughs> are, are they actually the cool ones and you're just... I'm... Is what I see as cool actually just a mirror image of your brothers? It could be. Or it could be that the composite of all of them is much cooler, you know, than the sum of the, the sum of the parts is greater than the I'm cooler than my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Thanks. I guess well we can wrap up the first part. I guess my question is like, do you already have a feeling since you since you already watched it as an adult? Like, do you feel like you've already made your transition from, like, how you felt as a kid to how you feel about it as an adult? When it comes to Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, I feel like I'm in a constant state of transition okay. and <laughs> and questioning. So, like, yes, I mean, I certainly look at it differently than I did as a kid. But every time uh, I watch it, I find something new <laughs> to Good. fixate on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to be fascinated by, to hate and to love, and isn't that what the movies are all about? <laughs> when was that? When was the last time you saw it? Oh God, I don't remember. Good. I I have a vague memory of watching it, maybe at my synagogue, for some reason, but I don't really remember the movie at all. Wait, Actually, what? The, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Sometimes we had like you know when you're older and your synagogue does like youth group movie sleepovernights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't remember anything about the movie, I think, except for the, the poopsicle scene. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very memorable scene. So I'm, uh, yeah, that's why I'm like, I can't ask that much about the movie yet because I really don't remember it. So we'll have to watch it and come back. It's naughty. <laughs> Smell you later, poopsicle. <laughs> it's nice. They were giving out lobster bibs in the bathroom. That's a germ protector for you, Toshi. It's animated. It's Christmas time again. Oh, my bad. Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, featuring the new installment of the Hanukkah song. Jelly jugs, next time you come on my court, you better wear a bra, okay? He was just kidding, son. You got very nice boobs. I feel like because of quarantine, you're actually not the first person I've talked to while they're in their parents' house. Well, I mean, we're all just returning to the classic roots of podcasts, you know, recording in a closet in your parents' house. <laughs> Is this the house you grew up in or apartment? Um, no, this is, we've moved several times since, so. Okay. This isn't the empty nesters move. This is a couple moves yeah, down. Yeah, no, I, I would give you the, the grand tour if this had been. Do they still have boxes and boxes of your old stuff? Yeah, we, we got rid of a lot, but there's definitely like every day my parents still asking me if I can, if they can get rid of X. They actually, I feel really bad because like they have a whole bunch of VHS tapes that like, we could definitely get rid of, but the other day when they asked me to go through it, I was like, we're keeping this one and this one and yeah. this one. Because I, uh -huh. I popped in like Toy Story or something because they still have a VHS player and it was transcendent. Like wa watching it <laughs> on a VHS tape. I mean, yes, there's there's the commercials, which are, are, you know, from, you know, the 90s or whatever. And that's interesting. But even just watching Toy Story, a film I have seen so many times on the format of a VHS tape. <laughs> was just unbelievable experience. What what were the other ones that you felt like you had to keep? Um, I was obsessed growing up with, I used to, I think I told you, um, request 
the free vacation planning VHS tapes that Disney World <laughs> would advertise because <laughs> it made me feel like I was there. So I was like watching like these like 45 minute, you know, what to do with your car when you arrive things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> tell me more. So a few of those I saved because they're interesting. I don't know. You watched A Crazy Nights on DVD. Yeah, right? we did not, uh, unfortunately, have it on VHS. I, I don't know where to start. I did watch the movie today. Wait, did you watch it alone or did did you make Brendan or anyone watch it? With nope, you? I watched it alone. I'm disappointed. You shouldn't have made it <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, my partner, admitted to also watching it a lot as a kid. Really? Yes. He was like, I'm not proud to say that I also really liked Eight Crazy Nights. He is not Jewish, right? No. Fascinating. Yeah, like pretty Irish Catholic. Huh. I didn't know that was allowed. I didn't know they'd sell it to (laughs) non-Jews. I think I'm wondering because honestly, after watching it, it, it was less Jewish than I thought it was going to be. Go on. The only Jewish people in it are really him and... I guess the the woman he's sort of crushing on. Who, by the way, is played by his real life wife. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> Did they meet on that movie or? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I think she's credited with a different last name in this. So maybe. <laughs> well, you know, in every Adam Sandler movie, um, he has to be like this really, you know, despite his flaws, this really talented amazing guy he he's in like in this movie he's like ripped and you know amazing at basketball and whatever but in like most movies his wife i think is like a cameo so i'm i'm happy for them that they got to play a couple in this one (laughs) yeah but every adam sandler movie has a woman yeah falling in love with him because like he's just so irresistible because he's so good at things (laughs) (laughs) and and such a horrible person that's right (laughs) Anyway, so, so they seemed like they were the only two Jewish characters, and I guess her son. Yeah, we didn't see a rabbi. We didn't really see anyone, like, lighting the Hanukkah candles. The coach is big Jewish energy. He, he looks like a Judaic teacher in a middle school somewhere. The referee? No, no, the, the, the coach of one of the teams. And he's the guy who in, oh, the, oh. in the final song goes, Chi, 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 chi. Oh, <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> the final song is very Jewish. Yeah. They pulled it out for that. So much so that I'm not even kidding. A friend of mine asked if it was a traditional Jewish song. <laughs> and I was like, oh. They do, they do do that little like. Bum, bitty, 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 bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they were, they start, they pulled out the bum, bitty, bitty, bum. I was like, am I in, mm-hmm. am I in my, back in my youth choir at synagogue again? Were you in a youth choir? Oh, yeah, I was in my, I was part of my synagogue's choir. Wow, did you have a favorite song? I always really liked Ose Shalom, I think, but that's probably a... Yeah, yeah, good song. A common favorite. Um, that one song from Prince of Egypt, <laughs> I'll play it here because I, I, it's too high for me to sing. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the the ending song, those characters. Oh, basketball. Basketball is very Jewish. Well, especially played at the JCC. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, now go on. Well, I was going to say, like, yes, which is also, side note, why it's, like, hilarious to me that in this town that has three Jews, which they even make a joke about, everyone's cheering for Christmas, and then there's, like, three people who cheer for Hanukkah. It's really funny to me that, like, this town also has, like, a giant like menorah sculpture yeah. and like they uh, on the news they're like we're wishing all our jewish residents a happy i'm like okay yeah sure but if if you if it hadn't been called adam sandler's eight crazy nights like i feel like i would have watched this and gone 
Yeah, they probably had some Jews writing this because there's like some very specific things like like the JCC basketball experience that I'm like, this is like, I feel like an American Jew had to write this. Like, This is very specific to the experiences of many. I'm trying to think of other things. Was there anything else that you felt like was was subtle but notable? Things like how the the JCC and how how the characters act and and how the JCC is portrayed. I don't know. I don't know. Just it's just got some Jewish energy. It just feels <laughs> it. And I feel I feel like I don't know if this makes any sense, but it feels like Americana but in a very specific way, like a, a very specific slice of Americana that is familiar to me. You know, you watch something like, um, I don't know, uh, fucking uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, okay? With Judy uh-huh. Garland. Sure, yeah. And, as, as we all do, right. Uh-huh. And it's a movie that's like just steeped in Americana and what is more generally accepted as Americana. And, you know, it's like the trolleys and the the way people dress and it's like small town America in the Midwest and it's Christmas and they sing the song, whatever. It's great and it's a vibe, but it's definitely not, I don't go like, this is like familiar to me. This is nothing like, you know, what growing up here was like for me. Whereas this movie feels like one of the only ones I can think of that and obviously the experiences of Jews everywhere and in America are totally varied and so what I'm seeing as like familiar to me won't be familiar to all Jews here but like at least to this specific corner of like this definitely takes place in the Northeast like just it feels like a very specific perspective that is definitely Jewish. Yeah I think I think I just thought for some reason that it was going to be more literal, like almost more informative. Like, this is what Jewish people do on Hanukkah. Like, not <laughs> that literal, but, you know, like portray it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, but no, but now I'm thinking like, well, why, like, why do, would it have to be that way? Yeah, well, isn't it kind of nice, and I can't believe I'm starting off with a compliment for Adam Sandler's like, Crazy Nights, <laughs> but is, isn't it kind of nice that it just presents Jewish people, like, existing, and it, yeah. it doesn't do that? It's yeah. not, like, explaining it to people who who don't know Jews, and it's also, like, <laughs> for better or worse, you know, it it's not... It's not like, oh, I have to present this squeaky clean image of Jewish people, you right. know, for fear of what how people react as Roger Ebert so, uh, was so quick to point out. Right. I feel like The Nanny. Have you ever watched The Nanny? I know of it, but I haven't watched a lot of it. Stupendous. Fabulous. But that's like a better example of that, of like, because it's actually good. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, eh, it's kind of nice. Like, they don't have to explain it. No, I agree. I think I was just expecting it. And then when it wasn't mm. there, I was like, oh, this is maybe a better way to do this. Um, again, to pull back on this compliment, the movie is almost unwatchable. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's great. No, let, let's continue with the compliments, okay? Yeah, okay. What, what other compliments do you have for the movie? The animation is upsettingly good. Like, <laughs> if I told you that there was a movie called Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, you would not think it looked this good. It looks pretty good. And I think the the character acting of it is actually really good. Do it. Yeah, please go compliment Adam Sandler's multifaceted performance as several characters. I'm talking about the animation. I don't actually mean like the voice performances. So the voice performances are good too. But I think like the, I think they, the animators do a good job of like these characters feeling like people. Yeah, there is actually one moment um, when they're playing basketball uh, when uh, sorry, that's a lot of moments. When <laughs> at, when Adam Sandler guy and the kid are playing basketball, and he tells the kid to say something like "Eat that nut strap, biatch." Um, mm-hmm. The way it's animated, when the kid says it, I pause to go. 
that was really well animated. It looks like a kid who's like a little nervous to say it. You can see in his facial expression, he's like excited to say it too. It was like really like a complex piece of animation. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, if, you, if you're just tuning in, this this is an excellent movie. <laughs> right. Are we done with the compliments now? <laughs> um, no. So okay. the, the music... <laughs> It is a full musical. I did not remember it being a legit full musical. It is a full musical, which is why I told you, like, you know, theater obsessed me. Yes, yes. The lyrics are terrible. The the lyrics are absolute ass. (laughs) But the the music is lovely. And that that includes both the melodies of the, the songs as well as the score. The score when Whitey loses the patch. Spoiler. Ugh, heartbreaking. really good some of these tunes they slap oh my god i'm singing them all day long in fact let me ask you first uh-huh, what please. was your favorite song in adam sandler's eight crazy nights oh my god um hmm i did really like the last one the very jewish one the bum bitty one yeah my life was simply going nowhere then a tiny little man rushed to my side should have gotten a big thank you Instead he got a porta potty ride I was such a shithead But he never quit on me Till I told him he was useless And his sister was freaky I'm trying to remember the other ones. There's the technical foul one. Mm-hmm. I like the poem that whitey says when they go into the mall for the first time he's like in spencer's gifts for some <laughs> fake dog do <laughs> classic so actually one thing i did do is i actually watched for the first time some deleted scenes oh my god um and the, the that little weird rhyme he does of all of the the brands in the mall was actually originally a song at the beginning of the film that's like three minutes long, and it was it was very annoying. So I'm glad they got it. <laughs> There's the did I say the technical foul song? Yes, you did, but you said it twice because it's so good. It's and so annoying. It is my favorite song. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, when is it over? Me and uh, a friend of mine and I—that's our go-to karaoke song. <laughs> on most karaoke machines if we're if we're like at like a party doing karaoke not cook karaoke karaoke not like at a a, a specific de- you know like designated place we'll find the youtube thing and that that's yeah. our thing like i play whitey oh my god of course you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet that's a technical foul if you switch the radio to some modern music show that's a technical foul if you don't shut the door after using the refrigerator, that's a technical foul. A technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know you didn't God. ask, and I did it anyway. <laughs> I guess they're singing a song when he has that fever dream in the mall and they're trying to get him to cry. Well, let me tell you, as a kid, every time, 10 out of 10, always made me cry. Really? Without fail. Yes. Oh, my God. When the Foot Locker logo brings out the picture of his dead parents. (laughs) I mean, strange dramatic choice, but um, absolutely just leveled me as a kid. I, I would... I'd have to I, turn it off there. For I thought minute. you were going to say that you were scared by it. It reminded me of like the <laughs> drunk sequence from Dumbo. Oh, wow. Um, that's a compliment because that's a great <laughs> sequence. It's a great sequence, I think, animation wise, but it was terrifying to me as a kid. And like the black light is similar, like how it's, yeah. How it's lit. Yeah. You know, um, Dylan and Cole Sprouse play the, the wooden soldiers. Oh, no, I did not know that. Well, now you know that Dylan and Cole Sprouse as children. <laughs> they only have like one line. It's like, yeah. let it out, Davey. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so excited talking about this. <laughs> um, okay, great. So the music is good. 
The music is good. The lyrics are terrible, so we can transition into the bad if you'd like. Sure. The I'm sorry, I should let you lead. This is your podcast. <laughs> but I just can't help talking about this. As a kid, even then I knew the lyrics were bad. The um the one line that pissed me off so much as a kid and still does is in the opening song when Davy he steals a snowmobile and he says and this snowmobile he says he's, he's like and this snowmobile sucks so i take my nunchucks and make yeah. sure every snowman dies and i was like i was like first of all where did you get these nunchucks you only put them in because you couldn't think of something that rhymes with sucks and you were like uh, nunchucks okay second of all like the scansion is all wrong like I don't know nobody says is. nunchucks. Like you say nunchucks. Oh, I see. The scansion. Yeah, like the how it the the inflection. On oh the, yeah, I never heard that. Oh my god, just infuriating. And they do a similar <laughs> thing in the in the Bum Biddy song where yeah, uh, he says, "And his sister was freaky." <laughs> like, who, who stop that? Like bad lyrics. The lyrics were bad, and also almost every joke <laughs> and also the depiction of maybe every townsperson <laughs> well yes um the this movie also has a larger rob schneider problem yeah i didn't realize that rob schneider was the narrator yeah well so when you said that comment first you made me think of rob schneider playing a chinese man oh um, that's who's playing the chinese guy great uh, yeah great choice and then the narrator right what who is he? Why is he narrating? What? I was actually upset about that. I feel like they, it makes sense. It would have made more sense in that movie for them to like either have made the narrator like interact with the story more or like give us some like who is the narrator or like it, it was just a narrator. Like they didn't. I mean, why didn't they just do it? Why didn't they just give it to Davey? Be like, yep, that's me. And I'm a piece of yeah. shit. Like, why? That's why I was thinking. I was like, did he just want to, like, pay Rob Schneider more? Because Rob Schneider's his friend. Well, you know, Rob Schneider, um, Adam Sandler is contractually obligated in all of his movies to put at least <laughs> one Rob Schneider or Kevin James or. I I agree. I was, like, disappointed in the, the narrator framing for some reason. One of my favorite characters yeah. Is the judge. <laughs> so uh-huh. I love movie judges because they're so absurd. Like I just watched the trial of the Chicago seven. No spoilers, but like there's a part where like a character does something in a courtroom that's supposed to be like defying, you know, the norm and it's the noble thing to do. And the judge yeah. for like five minutes is going like, order order there must be order and he's like no i'll show you order you know like order. and i love judges like that so this judge is like he gives us all the exposition he's like court is now in session davy you used to have the best jump shot at the jcc and the blah 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 i sentence you to refereeing at this school like is this how the judicial system works in this town i love it it's great I do actually, I think off the top of my head, have like two favorite film judges. Please tell me. One, which is the judge from Legally Blonde. I am aware of the meaning of mens rea. What I'm unaware of is why you're giving me a vocabulary lesson when you should be questioning your witness. And the other one is recently I watched Liar Liar and the judge in Liar Liar is really good. Order. Order! Order! Knock it off! Sit down! Mr. Reed, it is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. I I don't remember Liar Liar very well. I think you would like Liar Liar. Okay. Maybe. How do you like Jim Carrey? He's great. Extraordinary talent. There's only four ways to portray a judge in a movie. It's the law um, that they preside over. There's wisecracking New York judge. There's the heartwarming wants to give you a chance judge, but damn it, this is your last chance. Right. So that's the one we have in Eight Crazy Nights. There's the legally blonde one, which usually a woman. 
you people are crazy. I'm just trying to do my judgely job. And then there's the like the unreasonable judge who this is so unfair, Mr. Judge, sir. And he's like, this is my court and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Which is Trial of the Chicago 7. All four types of judges. That's right. It's like a personality test. The holy quadrilogy. <laughs> Quadru- quad- judge, there's a pun in there somewhere. So, yeah, there's like a bad Chinese accent. There's uh, honestly all the hits fat phobia transphobia mm-hmm. i'm sure there's some homophobia in there somewhere yeah I, I i i actually i took a couple notes while watching this and and one was i think this movie made me a meaner person <laughs> do you really think that <laughs> i think it's possible i think you know i was repeating jokes and things when i was 11 not knowing what anything meant in this movie so i probably yeah i feel like it was so mean-spirited it rubbed off on me it was like Adam Sandler just making fun of people like, for no reason. Like, Yeah. I mean, do you remember like saying it sort of pointedly at someone or to somebody? No, but I remember just repeating the jokes to tell people what was so funny in this movie. And probably I repeated things that I would be so embarrassed to now. I, I feel, I don't know about you, but I think... Comedies growing up really shaped, comedies especially, shaped how I speak, especially when I'm going for a laugh. Thankfully, I think like SpongeBob had more of an influence on me in that way than Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> uh huh. But I think I've probably like said things with the inflections that are said in this movie. And because of the mean-spirited shadow that casts over this entire film, maybe some of the things I said came out kind of nasty. I don't know. Oh, wow. And you think, like, to this day, like, you inherently learned how to, like, time a joke or pattern a a gaffe? <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't, You never, like, find, like, your delivery on certain jokes. Like, you're, like, if you were to look back at a movie, you're like, oh, it's because they say it like that. I know. I w- maybe now that I'm paying attention, I might. It's not even always specific jokes. Like, I'm trying to think of an Eight Crazy Nights one, but like SpongeBob, there's an episode where Plankton and Mr. Krab switch bodies. Phenomenal episode, by the way. Absolutely hilarious. But there's a line where someone brings Plankton, who's now the boss, a Krabby Patty that's like really gross. The way he says it, he says, like, what? I don't see anything wrong with that. Oh, my goodness. And, (laughs) like, even if I didn't say that actual line, I feel like the beats of that, saying something normal and then abruptly saying it, you know, really exaggerated, definitely has found its way into my speech. And I think absolutely because of that episode. I'm thinking... Now that maybe I have heard you say something in that cadence. <laughs> yeah, now you know I'm a hack and everything I say ever is from Spongebob or Eight Crazy Nights. But eh, There's nothing new on this earth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to say, like, if I were a parent, I would be a little concerned about my kid quoting Eight Crazy Nights or like... Yeah. Like, did your parents watch the movie ever? Did they know what the movie was like? I'm pretty sure my mom most definitely did not like it. My dad... I don't know how well he actually remembers it because I think I brought it up somewhat recently and, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that, that was fun. I remember that, yeah. you know, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because most of the other humor, if it's not like directly being mean to a person is either like poop or farts yes. or vomit. Yes. I think those are the three big ones. Um, also, wait, that reminded me there was a line I never noticed where after the line I always notice, smell you later, poopsicle, when Davy freezes Whitey in a block of poop-laden ice, Whitey says, it's hard to understand because he's like squished in the ice. Yeah. But he says to Davy, you freaking degenerate. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's out of character for Whitey. Like the really you nice. You think it's a little guy. harsh? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of messed up. <laughs> I feel like people don't say degenerate anymore. Kind of a good, I think, mean thing to say to someone. 
Maybe. I don't know. I think I associate degenerate, the word degenerate, with, like, Nazism. Oh, really? So I just, yeah, I don't... Why? Does it have a second meaning? Well, no, but I mean, just because, like, the Nazis, like, would classify, you know, like, like art by Jewish painters as, dege- you know, degenerate art or... Oh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, but... Um, but even besides that, it's just like, why are you being that mean like, and saying freaking? Yeah. Just seemed really out of character. I was like, that's weird. Well, that's probably the worst situation he's in the whole movie, isn't that? Poopsicle. <laughs> you know, I as a kid, it really tugged on my heartstrings. Like, I always felt so bad for Whitey. It, like, really made me want to cry. I mean, the movie is very sad. Yes. Adam Sandler's backstory is so sad. Essentially, his his parents die in a car accident, and he gets put in the foster system until he's 18. Right. And then he's just like an alcoholic who lives in a trailer. Which there was another line, a whitey line, that I was like, what? Where, like, right after his trailer burns down, he's, like, watching it in flames. And whitey says something like... Um, well, they do say, you know, Hanukkah is the festival of lights. And I was like, what the fuck, Whitey? That is so fucked up. Just oh another Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe your house will burn for eight days and eight nights. Right, what was that? <laughs> really rough. Yeah, and then, like, Whitey's whole life is kind of sad yeah he's just like ridiculed by everyone he meets including the movie (laughs) like the movie is like isn't it funny he has seizures (laughs) like what yeah and they try to like make you feel it's like they that's a good point the the movie frames whitey as like silly and superfluous and you know doesn't understand the real world or how things really are and then the movie tries to make you feel bad for thinking those things about Whitey right. at the end. See, it's actually a subversive piece of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, then they're like, Adam Sandler at the end sings this whole song to, like, all the townspeople about how they mistreated him. And he's like, I've been the worst offender. Yeah. You know? And everybody's like, you're right. We were mean to Whitey. That song used to make me cry, too. I can't believe you cried so much. I feel like I didn't cry that much. As, and now I cry at like literally every movie. Yeah. But I don't feel like I used to cry that much as a kid during movies. I think I actually cried a lot more then. I was very scared of everything. Could not be alone and absolutely would never watch a horror movie like Star Wars. <laughs> too scary for me. The, the prequels or the originals? Any of it. It was too scary. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, just I was, like, very sensitive about everything, and it just really tugged at me. So, yeah, I cried at, like, cried at that. I cried at the scene where he's remembering being a kid, that song. Yeah, I guess I don't cry as much now, but but now you cry at everything? Yeah. Did you cry at this? I almost did. Good. Let it out. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the movie, the movie is about <laughs> letting yourself cry. That's like the big emotional climax of it. Yeah, which would actually be a, I think, a kind of poignant something or or better would would heighten it above the rest of the movie if it weren't for the fact that this moment is sung to him by the sentient logos (laughs) of a food court or whatever. Yeah, of like mall brands. Which, by the way, I read that there was no paid product placement in this movie i was wondering about that they were just like yeah we want to have the footlocker guy come to life yeah i think their brains were just so infected (laughs) by the worm of capitalism oh my god much like whitey himself who is a victim of capitalism (laughs) we're all victims of capitalism aren't we aren't we all yeah i was wondering about that there were some great like truly early days references there's a sharper image (laughs) and a radio shack i believe and the kid the kid that davy like hangs out with that his old old flames kid um (laughs) is like look what i got for hanukkah and it's a game boy advance 
Oh, that was one joke I did laugh at this time. I'll admit it. When <laughs> I don't know why it, it just made me laugh when when Whitey was like, "Oh, good Benjamin, an etch a sketch." Yeah, that one got you. Yeah, I would say me. that's like the the m- most appropriate joke in the, in yeah. the movie. Yes, there's a lot of good um, stories. I like that the the GNC one. That GNC doesn't really have a logo, so they were like, uh, "All right, it's a, he's a bottle of pills, and yeah. he's got eyes, <laughs> and he's horny." Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> the, 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 in the emotional climax of this film, <laughs> where they're trying to get Davy to cry about his deceased parents, they're mm-hmm. like, "We need to have a joke where the G- the sentient GNC bottle of pills f- hits on the uh, where was it from? What is that dr- dress?" JC Penny, maybe? <laughs> I don't remember. There's just like a, a female, like a almost like a female ghost figure. Yeah. And hit with a dress on, so you only see the dress. And the GNC bottle says w- to the beat of the song, would you check out her bazugs? <laughs> <laughs> if I were GNC, the- I would also not pay for that. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's very fair. Maybe that's it had something to do with that. They didn't want to do product placement because they they didn't want these brands to dictate what they could and couldn't say with their logos. Right. But even even in technical foul, like he like holds a can of Lysol and it like very like clearly says Lysol, and that's not product. Like I was like, you didn't have to draw the word Lysol. Just, like I'll know. <laughs> maybe t- maybe it was like different back then. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But they had like music. Maybe music videos didn't have product placement in them either. Then I don't MTV know. TV was just rock and roll, you know, the good old days. It just seems weird to base an entire song around it and not do <laughs> and not that because you were paid to. Yeah. <laughs> I am thinking when you were talking about the the scene where they're trying to get Davy to cry, mm-hmm. and. I think I was trying to figure this out because I hate to be like some things are for boys and some things are for girls, but I I wonder how much the movie is sort of boy geared. And I'm like, maybe it is nice to be like men can cry and should actually cry. Did you figure out? Are you the one to figure out who this movie is actually for? Yeah, it's for pubescent boys. Right. Who need to learn how to cry? Maybe it's. I mean, I didn't really need to learn. I was. I was crying plenty. <laughs> you were ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like this movie is for me. They get where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the one good thing they tried to impart. I think somewhere in here, there is a good Chris, <laughs> like Christmas, Hanukkah, some holiday movie. Holiday movie. That it's like I, f- I, I don't know. I feel. I think I would dare to say it is one of Adam Sandler's more entertaining films. I, I'm saying this obviously weighted, a, you know, a certain uh-huh. amount, but th- there's there's a, a certain level of sweetness that does come through a, very occasionally. Like if if it wasn't constant being awful, there could be a movie in here. I, that's an you know why? Because also it's short. That's another nice thing I'll say about it. It is nice and short. It's yeah, like eighty minutes economy of storytelling. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I was like, there's a pretty strong character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to compare it to other Adam Sandler movies, but I can't remember anything about Waterboy except he does that voice that Adam Sandler always does. Whitey. When he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he's like pretending to be stupid, essentially. Right. Which is like every time I encounter it now as an adult, it feels horrible. Oh my God. I watched. Um... It's like so offensive and I can't. Yeah even describe really exactly how it's offensive only that it is so offensive <laughs> yeah it really feels like it is i was compelled into watching hubie halloween oh my god we turned it on and then turned it off he yeah because he that's the whole movie he does the voice In, i mean the movie is named basically after the voice like they named him yeah, hubie hubie Hu- doobie i think was his <laughs> name or something nice. <laughs> Get out I, of here. I, yeah, I could not believe that we're still letting him do that voice in the year of our Lord 2020 or whenever that yeah. movie came out. But, you know, if 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 
Adam Sandler making 15 of these terrible movies gives us an uncut gems. Every like I don't know, maybe Yeah. Is that worth the price? <laughs> it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was there any part of this movie that genuinely made you laugh? That got you one, like one chuckle? I don't know. <laughs> the humor is not often very clever. <laughs> and I and I feel I feel like annoying even saying that but um it's just not like there's a whole scene where deer are just like pooping and like that's the joke is that they're pooping right and you see it and you hear it and it's it's like it's unpleasant yeah and i'm trying to remember if ever in my life there was a time where i thought that sort of stuff was funny even if you didn't the perfect time to is for an 11 year old (laughs) it's like jackass humor but i do sort of like jackass sometimes also did you ever watch jackass um so my brother did and so i never actually watched it but i thought it was cool because he told me about it and then i relayed it like telephone to people yeah you were like jackass is cool i've heard that it is eight crazy nights and the first jackass movie both came out in 2002 so there was definitely something to this style (laughs) at that time yeah there is some merit to the early Jackass movies, I think, honestly. I remember watching them a while ago and thinking, like, this is actually somewhat funny or interesting. Yeah. No, I think it was more the delivery of things that I thought was funny, whether it is or isn't. Like, watching this, I had a lot of visceral, like, oh, I remember just, like, thinking about that line over and over. Like, when they give Whitey a bad deal, like, they take advantage of him and he goes... Nice doing business with you, you know? <laughs> or, like, the way he says, Miss Dewey Dewey. <laughs> like, yeah, the voices. You do do voices. That's like a thing about you. Yes. <laughs> you seem upset by that. I don't, I don't know that no, many people no. who are like good at impressions, essentially. Percy, are you saying I'm good at impressions? Oh, sorry. You like that you're good at impressions, but you don't like that you do voices. <laughs> well when you put it one way it's just it's totally different (laughs) um yeah i don't know i i mean maybe like maybe that's why i think of the deliveries a lot is because i i mean like you know i'm i'm a entertainment kid like i went to film school you know like i'm into all this weird stuff so but i think yeah you have to pay attention to that in order to replicate it yeah i i I mean the deliveries I was just really thinking about, like, because there were times I admittedly, like, was doing other stuff while I was watching this, but I was like, I I don't need to watch it. Like, I've seen this. It's so burned in my brain that I know not just, like, what's happening, but, like, how they're saying it, Yeah, you know, which is pretty embarrassing for me, but yeah, um, that I can can do this with Eight Crazy Nights. (laughs) It's just, like, the a lot of the movie is the definition of punching down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, why is applicable to a lot of this movie? I, I don't know. But, I don't know, you know the songs are catchy. So. <laughs> I actually did look up the Hanukkah song just to, I wanted to grab the audio from it. I yeah. didn't actually realize that it premiered on SNL. I was going to say the exact same thing to you because I also looked it up and saw the SNL clip and I was like, oh, I'm th- like, I don't know how I thought it came to be, but it, it like literally they wrote it as a skit for SNL and performed it first there. Yeah. And when I picture it, I picture that I guess the version they play at the end, like him playing to a crowd, yeah. like a big because people know it by then. Do you remember growing out of the movie? Um, so is this a question, an accusation, uh, (laughs) making sure that you did eventually grow out of the movie? Um, no, I mean, eventually you must've stopped watching it or quoting it as much or thinking about it as much. I don't know if I can pinpoint a moment, I guess in college was when I started, I think just to become more aware of weird things about growing up Jewish and in a somewhat insular Jewish community. 
that I didn't know were weird. Like what? Uh, I actually did a my first. Uh, I had a. I took a class on writing for comedy, and I was like, we had to do a stand-up thing, and I'd never done stand-up. And I remember that was actually that was the time I guess I started thinking about it because I was like, oh, I guess like a lot of the stuff I did growing up was really weird, and that's kind of funny. So my like the the thing I the bit I did for that was about um, how. Oh my god, how because uh, I went to a Jewish school, um, that there was a day where they um, tried to <clears throat> recreate the concentration camp experience for us. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the whole bit now. Yeah, you're not going to give me the type five? No, I'm not. But <laughs> um, like when I was a kid, I I was like, well, yeah, I mean okay, this is annoying, but this is, sure. I was like, I didn't think about it that much. And yeah. and then I was like, wow, that's really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think probably around, um, sorry, I didn't really elaborate on what that meant, um, but without going into too much detail, they were like, you know, they were like, you all have to be quiet and pretend like you're in the camps and then oh uh if you say something we had this teacher with like a very thick accent who would like if you if she caught you talking would go boom you're dead oh like if, and she would like finger guns at you and be like um if uh you know if this was auschwitz you would have been dead by now or like <laughs> and then like they, they gave us a potato and like a boiled carrot for lunch <sighs> And I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like going into this, but anyway, so what would be the reason to do that for kids? I don't know, which is, which is funny because I, I'll actually give them credit outside of that. My school had a very robust Holocaust curriculum. (laughs) That was just an incredibly (laughs) strange choice. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I think around that time I was to bring it back. (laughs) I was thinking about things like that and I, I don't remember why it came up. I thought about Eight Crazy Nights. I told my friends about it. Um, and the more I talked about it, I was like, okay, like, yeah, the, this this movie was wow. And um, I had a friend, um, I have a friend who she loves animation. And uh, I'm saying this on record, her, her taste in movies is questionable. So I said, oh, this is perfect for her. <laughs> so... Um, she was about to move to LA. So I was like, as a like parting our last hanging out together before she moved, I I had us watch it together. And that was the first time I'd watched it since growing up, I think. And that was kind of when I was like, holy shit. Like, I think I knew what I was like, whoa, this is, I can't believe I like this, you know, (laughs) growing up. What was, you said you had your girlfriend watch it with you. (laughs) What was Janae's reaction? Um, silent treatment <laughs> for like <laughs> I don't know ten minutes as I begged her like so tell me <laughs> and then yeah just her she she was like I did not enjoy that and she was she was like this was everything I hate about a movie yeah and she was just like it was mean it wasn't funny it was like obnoxious it was whatever and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sharing and, this part of me with you yeah exactly and um i mean which again i think i was uh i was very um wise to wait five years to show it to her yeah um because i can't imagine i wouldn't have been able to to you handle that been, reaction you wouldn't have gotten the you chance know, Right. Cause, well, if I had showed it to her when we first met, she would have been like, oh, so this is you. Like, so this is what you're like, you know, I'd be like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think I'm the only person I know who in my like circle of people who I grew up with who has watched it recently. I think I mentioned it to my brother the other day and he was kind of like... You know, oh yeah, I love that. You know, <laughs> like I, had not given it any more thought than right. I don't think people have kids. really <laughs> confronted it maybe as much as people I know have confronted it. I don't think they have as much as maybe I am right now. Yeah, um, I mean, I hadn't, and, I hadn't given it a, a passing thought since I saw yeah, it. 
I mean, that's not judgment at all. I mean, why why would they watch this again? You know? Yeah. yeah now I hope you think about it every day. <laughs> I hope whenever someone does something wrong, you you wake up like a sleeper agent and go, "That's a technical foul." <laughs> Okay, great. Well, I'm pretty tired, so. Yeah. Well, uh, think. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, um, fuck you for making me watch this movie again. Yeah. Thank you for watching it with me. Mm-hmm. That's nice. <laughs> A little bit of both. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Do you want to talk about any of your outside projects? I I feel like you don't have anything cooking up that I know about, but you've certainly put things out in the past. I mean, I'm, you know, Childish is still happening. Yeah, uh, say what it is. Childish the Podcast Musical is uh, a podcast musical. It is legit very good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that my my friends and I made that still has one episode left that uh, the pandemic has sort of put a halt to, but it's a five-episode show that we've all put so much love into and always love when we get more people to listen to it. So do I need to, like, say what it's about or... If you want to, yeah. Um, Where it's available? <laughs> um, So it is a hybrid rap and traditional theater musical, um, and it's about a kid named Dante who idolizes... Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, and thinks that in order to be as successful as him, he has to do everything uh, like he did. And Donald Glover was an RA, so he says, I got to become an RA. And then he meets all the RAs who are all a bunch of dweebs and make his life miserable. And uh, it is available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, There you go. Yeah. When when do you think the last episode is going to come out? Uh, that is a great question. <laughs> I deflect to my lawyers. Um, okay. I we're, we're actually we're working on it now. Okay. Uh, the the goal is soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't realize there was one. I thought it was complete. Yeah. No. We we still have one episode left. So. All right. Well, then we look forward to the rest. Thank you. Tonight is the seventh night of Hanukkah, and here to sing a Hanukkah song is. Adam Sandler. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, well, uh, when, when I was a kid, uh, th- th- this time of year always, always made me feel a little left out because uh, uh, in school there were so many Christmas songs, and all us Jewish kids had was the song "Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel," and. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I wrote a brand new Hanukkah song for you Jewish kids to sing, and I hope you like it. <clears throat> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> But when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. (laughs) David Lee Roth lights the menorah, so do Kirk Douglas, James Caan, and the late...